Welcome to episode five of the podcast. I'm here with Andy and Leon, and today we're going to do a pure question and answer session. So thanks for sending in all your questions. We'll try and get through quite a few of them, and if there are any left, I'm sure we'll do another session at some point. Yeah, so we're just from a workout, so I'm beat. Me too. Just had my bagel and peanut butter. More like... Yeah, Oh, like, bit of bagel with yeah. your peanut butter. Yeah. You guys didn't see it. There was yeah. a lot of peanut butter on the bagel. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to get some brain food, brain juice, so I can answer the questions anyway. Yeah, we were just saying how it's it's funny sometimes when you're really tired and you don't want to work out that you often end up having your best workout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When because um, I think we woke up feeling um, a bit off, maybe from the man flu or. Just trying to recover and... The dreaded man flu. Yeah, we weren't, we weren't really going to work out. We were not feeling it. Yeah, but it turned out to be a good workout. So I plan on resting Sunday and Monday. So yeah, at least good. by maybe recover by Tuesday and then start the rotation again. It's quite nice. Um, we're all in the gym at the same time today. I know, it was. Yeah. It's good timing. <laughs> yeah. How are your workouts feeling on your deficit? Yeah, no, you know, I'm okay during the training. It's like right now, I just feel a bit, a bit yeah. Ugh, yeah, like so the body shaking the still. The deadlifts yeah. were killing you. But you did, you did a double, yeah, a double I did session. Yeah, I did a and push today, wow. which is trying to make the most of the gym. Mm-hmm. You know, it's about making sure I've got enough calories in me to sustain me across a session. But afterwards, yeah, it's just like, but now I can rest. You're uh, then back on Tuesday. Yeah, I'll take nice. Monday off. Um, I might do legs tomorrow. I'm in the coast mm-hmm. tomorrow. Get the legs one out of the way. Before mum. you leave? No, I'll do, oh, it. No, I'll do it there. I've, I've, I've scoped the gym out in, in Melindy. Yeah. That must be sweaty. Yeah, it's going to be hot. Oh but my have, goodness. Yes, yeah, so I'm, I've scoped it out. Do maybe legs tomorrow. But then I'll definitely take a rest day Monday. I'll see how I feel Tuesday. And then probably if I'm good, I'll train Tuesday. If not, I'll take another rest day. Yeah, same. But listening. It's just about listening same. to yeah. your body. But you're so good at... Finding gyms wherever you go. Yeah. Well, do you I look online? Yeah, I do look online. And then I contact them. Okay. Get a few photos and stuff yeah. if you can. That's a good idea because the yeah. internet yeah. is deceptive. Yeah. That's better than an excuse too. You, yeah. you know, because many guys, that's a problem. It's like, how do I train when I travel? And I guess that's easy. You have Google, check out where you're going, check out the gyms and yeah. Yeah, like when it's I'm... a nice, with nice tip. When I'm with work, if it's a safe place, I'll find a proper <laughs> decent gym to go train at rather than hotel gyms. I also carry equipment. If I've got enough baggage allowance, I'll take, you know, handles, oh, yeah. ropes, bands, bands mm. you know, my um, weighted belt. Things TRX? Like that. No, no yeah, I don't bother TRX. <laughs> TRX are great. If I was, you know, when I used to work up in Chicana, yeah, I would actually use things that were available on the site so it's a oil field mm-hmm. so i get crane shackles oh, and yeah. put those on the end of brooms and use them oh, for nice. uh, curling like and, yeah. and squatting and stuff um like sandbags <laughs> sandbags were good and i always used to, and i always tend to take a skipping rope for cardio because yeah. you know skipping, skipping cardio intense. is easy yeah exactly we also carry skipping ropes everywhere we go but i never use it i think mine is still very new man <laughs> We have uh, the nice thin skipping rope, yeah. but I think I've used it twice. But it's such a good <laughs> thing if you can't get, like, you know, 
it's better at the moment you're bulk, I suppose, but if you were in prep mode and you really start prioritising the cardio you do, skipping's a really good one because you can burn a lot of calories in a relatively short period. Yeah, and I think it requires a mindset. I reach a point and I'm like, ah, screw this. I'm so like... bad at it. I can just the basic... <laughs> Like yeah. double, double skip, double, me, double think, skip. If I was yeah. good, I yeah. think I'd enjoy I it more. I think for me, it's uh, I just, um, I, like I stop being in the moment of the skipping because it's intense, it's tiring, it's hard. And maybe you've said 10 minutes skipping and at three minutes, I'm done. I'm, I'm like, but maybe for but you, intervals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I prefer intervals, intervals with Interval, skipping. Yeah, I was going to say, because it is an intense Cause, cardio. Because I know fighters have the mindset. They can, yeah. Like, you, you guys can just skip, skip, yeah, skip, and skip, I love, skip. And that's skip. why I've always loved skipping. And I'm quite good at it. I do all the tricks. But yeah. I've got a... Ten, Ooh, we're going to have to see these. I've got yeah. a rope, though, that's a bit... So the rope I've got was designed by the guy who's got the record for skipping. He designed the rope and I got it. And it, yeah, it doesn't look fancy, but it, it works really well until you go wrong. So you try to do a crossover and you miss. Oh, I get a massive oh, welt across my back. Or, you know, it is a nasty rope, but yeah. it's... Um, okay. Well, I find that they're always the wrong length for me. They have to be really Yeah, well, that's the thing. Yeah, it's, a good skipping rope has to fit you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like the one I have is very adjustable. You... Well, where is it? You're just keeping it It's in it the bag. It's, 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 I have it in the bag. It's just, um, I don't know. I've, I used it during prep a couple of times when I was doing the yeah, yeah high-intensity stuff. It's just well, like skip and prep, roll. Skipping for prep strength. It's amazing. Pull out this yeah. from my Because <laughs> yeah. during prep, it's nice. You just skip um, ball slams, like swings. a rower and yeah. swings, and <clears> you have a good... 12 minute 15 minute circuit and yeah it just shows like if you're dedicated to it wherever you travel you will find a way to yep. work out yep. there's there's definitely no excuses for traveling yeah. or not and then these are very they weigh nothing if you yeah. add them to your luggage the thing, bands skipping rope the little things actually don't yeah. weigh a lot no and they can actually make the difference so even if you go to a poorly equipped um, or poorly weighted usually, the weights are light in the hotel gym. You have bands. Yeah, yeah. You yeah straight away, you've got more tension. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, great. Well, should we get into some questions? Yeah. Yep. Okay, first question. What common mistakes do newbies and experienced lifters make? Hmm. We'll start with mistakes newbies make. Yeah, we'll start with newbies and then, talk yeah. about, then we go on to experienced, I think. Yeah. Well, I think with newbies a lot don't have a plan mm. and that's usually the first case actually yeah there's no plan there's no sort of set goal it's just yeah. workouts pieced together from instagram or even some don't have workouts they just that's show up in the gym it's like, like i want to be a big guy well, there's a young lad training today, and he clearly had, was his first day. A really young lad, and he was just sort of dotting around and he was lifting, taking like, pictures. Well, I think they took more photos <laughs> no, of themselves. No, no, so there's other two. No, before, before, yeah. before them, there's oh, another oh, young, oh, I saw him. young oh, yeah. lad, yeah, yeah. really young lad, yes. and he was like, do, he, he was sitting the wrong way on the lap machine, the lap pull downs, because he'd actually not had ever shown him the equipment. So I think the first thing is, know the exercises. Yeah, yeah. like, you know, I think. Problem is with newbies, they want to get going. We want to get on the mm -hmm. journey. 
but we go a bit directionless and sometimes often start the gym before tackling diet. So yeah. we don't have that plan in place. As you said, planning is important. Both nutrition both and training. Yeah, it's having a complete plan and realising it should be holistic. It should be every part of it should be planned. Yeah, because I, I saw him and he looked uh, very clueless and I think he used every machine, which is... Yeah. I think also a mistake newbies make. You come and you want to use every single machine in the gym in one session. Yeah, for one set. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you have this weird... Um, because say, it's more like circuits. Yeah, and a, 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 yeah, but a bit... Like they don't make sense because you're just... You're wasting time. You're not really training or working out. I suppose for a newbie, the first thing to do is decide what your goal is. Yeah. Like this lad, I could clearly see his goal was to actually probably... Because he wasn't fat. He was skinny. No. Yeah. And I think his goal was let's probably he wants to be muscular. Yeah. But he kept going on to the cardio equipment. Then yeah, on to some come piece back. of... Um, yep. <laughs> I actually said to him, yeah, you need to start lifting a bit more intensity mm. and squeezing the reps and everything else. Um, and just, you know, not worrying about... Because he did about 30 reps on the lap pull-down. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm do 30 reps, mate. Because <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, I think he was following the brother who was, who was a yeah. bit chubby. Yeah. And he'd go on the step ma- uh, stairmaster. Yeah. He'd follow after. He'd go do a few reps. He'd see the the young guy follow after. So yeah. that's the thing. I Everyone's got to decide their goal. Yeah, and yeah. I think for for women newbies, the mistake is probably doing too much cardio, and doing making weight training into cardio by doing high high reps, sort of lower weights, and exercises back to back to back with no rest. Rather than, like Andy said, take your time, learn the movement, and try and get strong, lift yeah, progressively. Because I, like speaking from experience, when I started, I used to use the Muscle and Fitness and Flex magazines. Mm-hmm. So I read like crazy. I'd just read and read. And then I got someone, my first training partner was someone who'd been in the gym for a very long time. Mm-hmm. So I think also... Just finding someone to identify with is because you have a goal and you don't know where to start. It'd be nice to find someone you can identify with to sort of guide you. And yeah, and I, I do. F- I, f- I agree with you. I think there's a case of trying to find a good trainer. Yeah. Um, if you don't know what you're doing in the gym, it's easier to find. Oh uh, yeah, to get a trainer. But then you, you know, it's worth trying to find a good one because mm-hmm. otherwise you're in no better position. You're just now paying someone to give you poor advice. So yeah. if you can find a good trainer, and you'll spot a good trainer because a good trainer talk about your diet as well as your training. Yeah. And they're focused firstly on your form, on exercises, before having you bouncing all over the show doing silly exercises. Yeah. And also do your own research. Yeah. You know, there's plenty of free stuff out there. Yeah. For form, you know, if you want to know, learn an exercise, just look on YouTube. There's so many videos, you know, from really experienced people. Yeah, yeah. F- now it's easier because you can check YouTube. You used to see magazines and all you see is starting position A, finish position B and nothing in between. So YouTube is nice. I videos know. are easier to learn, I guess. But as Claire said, I think for women, half the issue is too much cardio, not enough weight and probably not enough food. Yeah, a lot of women. Yep, yep. First thing they do is cut cut everything, yeah. like cut their calories, increase cardio, and all they're doing is they're not building the body they want. They're just losing weight. 
which yeah. are not setting for, a good foundation. For some people, that's okay. If you're morbidly obese, the first thing you got to do is just lose weight. But if you are looking to change your body composition, you need to, you know, for most women, up with your calories, train with some intensity, lift some weights, and reduce your cardio. Because you know, mm-hmm. that's like the opposite of guys. Yeah, I was gonna say it's the opposite. Because <laughs> yeah. guys mm-hmm. eat everything. You you just assume you can eat everything and then lift. Just lift, no plan, lifting heavy. With no form. With, yeah, form is... So it's, it's like the opposite. Women go very hard on the cardio. Guys go hard almost to the point of injuring themselves like, on yeah, the especially, weights. Especially when we want to grow bigger. It's like, I've got bulk. And I've heard bulk and all i got to do is eat. eat. Loads, and yeah. lift really and heavy. Lift heavy. Yeah. <laughs> Regardless of form. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> should we go on to experienced lifters? Yeah. Um, I would say, well... Which I think also for newbies, this is just from experience, which that's how I had my SI. And it's because I thought after lifting for a long time, I don't really need to warm up that intensely. It's like, yeah, you know, can just go start with the bar. And so I think goes both ways, just not focusing on your warm up, um, uh, your mobility, the, the small stuff that would have also helped you when you started, I guess. So Yeah, I think it comes down to planning again. Yeah. But it's a bit more detailed planning. When you become experienced, you should be planning your sessions, including your warm-up, mm-hmm. what weights you're going to do, with the purpose of what you want to achieve. And yeah. you know more at that point. So yeah. your plan needs to be more detailed. Yeah, and I guess for newbies and experienced lifters, n- no program hopping. Like yeah. really, mm-hmm. really stick with it. And if you're experienced... I think it needs to be even more long term. Yeah, so little sort of micro cycles as part of yeah, micro cycles. That's a big mistake newbies make actually. Yeah. You change workouts very very quickly. Because I remember I wanted to do like a my first year training. <laughs> I think I did all the workouts in this my first issue of my muscle and fitness. <laughs> That's how. Back to back. Yeah, like, oh, gee, there's a new Jay Cutler one. Oh, I saw a new. Yeah. And in one year, I can say, which, as a newbie, uh, you'll still make gains because you've just started. So it's a new stimulus to your body, but that's it's not the way to go about it. <laughs> I think, though, people carry it over to bit, even when we're experienced. Yeah, because people, yeah, I think the biggest thing people can do is logbook because then you've got to have a plan written down yeah and you can keep to that and as you say yeah people do get bored of doing the same but if you're making progress focus on the actual progress right and then you know it goes quickly enough five ten weeks twelve weeks before you know it you know you've progressed everything you can change it up but don't change up your program till you've progressed enough um, but yeah so I do think comes down to planning again for even experienced people having a logbook lifting with that intensity that should all be in your plan i'm going to you know get big and strong so i'm going to eat properly i'm going to train properly because there's a lot of guys who spend a lot of time in the gym and been doing it for years but their bodies don't change yeah yep we've seen those <laughs> and they don't analyze why their body's not changing you know, take the time out and go what am i doing and it could be your exercise selection's not working for your body yeah mm-hmm. yeah it can be as simple as that so look to change get out just because it's your favorite exercise change it up for something you find harder yeah that's why they say don't don't get married to an exercise try out new stuff 
Yeah, it's, it's, you know, it could be for the same purpose, the same mm-hmm. movement, like a squat, leg press, hack squat. Different people... I've started using the hack squat more because it's kind of to my knees, mm-hmm. which means I can go a little bit heavier and a little bit deeper mm-hmm. without the worry of squatting. And, you know, it's only because, you know, the leg press sometimes doesn't feel taxing enough. So with uh, hack squat, because I can do a slightly lighter weight but go a lot deeper, I can pause at the bottom and know I'm still safe. So, but after a few weeks of that, I'll, you know, after 12 weeks, I'll probably change it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think never neglect the basics. Yeah. Yes, exactly. It does not need to be fancy. You know, get really good at the basics for newbies and experienced yeah. lifters alike. Just because you're experienced doesn't mean you now need to go doing one-legged overhead presses on a <laughs> bozu ball yeah. with a band. It doesn't do anything, but that's fancy. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. I was going to say, the other thing is rest. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Not prioritising your, you know, your rest days, not prioritising your... You know, just taking time away from the gym and sleeping properly. Everyone wants to be in beast mode. Everyone wants to be no days off, no mm-hmm, days off mm-hmm. in the gym, lifting heavy every day. And then the body stops progressing because actually they haven't prioritized. Yeah, your nutrition. And deloads. Yeah. And yeah, deloads. I think the more experienced you are, the more you've, you've really got to program in your deloads. 100%. Yeah, and you also hope as you get experience and go along you learn all this stuff uh, for newbies it's i guess it's easy to do it because you'll grow the first few months because it's, it's all new but as you go along try and learn new stuff and just just um you know focus on your nutrition your recovery your sleep and I suppose, therapy i suppose it comes down to planning still again it's, still again. Yeah. 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 it's planning in your recovery properly planning in when you go deload because it should be this is something I've always been bad at I always do my deload reactively but first thing Ollie said to me was you need to prioritise recovery a bit more Um, so deload should be proactive you should do it before you need to because the problem is if you feel knackered even when you start deloading, you probably be better off with a, a week off, off at that point. Yeah, not training. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, you probably do your deload just before you get to that level. Yeah. And that, I mean, you do need to be experienced to know when mm-hmm. that is or yeah. have a coach. Yeah, you just need to be able to read your body a bit better. It's, it's about, you know, getting in tune with your body. And that's what happens with experience. Yeah. yeah. Great. Okay, question two. This is a good one. Will vegans still be successful in the gym? <laughs> Wow. I like that one. Well, I think in the gym, yes, you can definitely be successful. Um, I think we've we've discussed veganism and, you know, if you are on a vegan diet, you have to be very diligent about supplementing. Um, I think especially if you're trying to build muscle and if you're doing intense workouts, you have to be fueling them properly. Yeah, I think you really need to do your research and just find which sort of um, uh, plant protein sources can sort of give you the full amino profiles that will help you progress. Because if you're a vegan and you're trying to uh, not necessarily compete, but you have goals, you have maybe body composition goals or um, strength goals, you really need to do your research on 
uh, your plant protein sources and get quality, like quality food, because your the vegetables are just it's just carbs. You really you 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 really need to focus on the muscle building blocks, which are the proteins. Exactly. I think if you're looking to get gains, you've got to accept getting a bit fat more so than if you weren't a vegan because you've got to almost up your calories to a point where you know you're getting enough protein but because of that you're going to be getting a lot more carbs carbs, yeah Yeah, because most vegan protein sources are packed with carbs carbs. yeah you've got pulses legumes that kind of thing so you've got to almost be willing to go extra fluffy to know your muscles are growing and so you get that mindset of okay i'm gonna feel a little bit it's quite funny i was having this conversation with a guy, you know, a friend I train, who's become a vegan. Before, so, you know, you've got to get out of your own head. You've got to accept getting a bit fluffier because you've got to push your calories right up to guarantee you're getting enough protein, protein yeah. to make sure the muscles are growing. And as, as Leon's just said, being smart with your choices of food, you've got to be bang on to get your amino profile. So you've got to combine yeah, sources, the, yeah. which then again that makes a meal quite big and mm-hmm. a lot of calories mm-hmm. to get enough protein or you supplement but supplementation costs money and it's not necessarily easy in Africa yeah you know so you know there is lots of vegan proteins internationally and there are like I know Simon for Pain and Gain sells some um, Healthy You sells some but they're not cheap nope so for people on the budget they're not always tasty no, I was nope. going to say, some, <laughs> some of the vegan pro- proteins, and even like pea and pea protein. Pea is terrible. Yeah. I know, it's, it's like eating a yet to get one that really yeah. tastes nice. Yeah, there, there are a few, but... but yeah. you can mix it in a smoothie with fruit and veg, I suppose. Mm. Um, yeah, the vegan one. But it also must be really hard, the volume of food. That's yeah. bulk on that. The you volume. must be stuffed. But it's like you said, you, you have to be diligent with it. You, you can't assume your, your, your macros, sorry. I was going to say, you've got to be single-minded as well. Mm-hmm. You've got to focus on your goal and only your goal. Because, as you know, Clear's just said, there are going to be some big old plates of food. Yeah. There are going to be lots of food to get, make sure you get enough protein. And this is why you don't see top any, any vegan top bodybuilders. There are vegan bodybuilders, but they're not placing high because, you know, it's such hard work to be spot on. There's a few yeah. guys that do well, but... You know, yeah, we're not the top Olympians. Yeah, they don't really get, they don't get far. No, so at that it's level, like, you get down to the... Exactly, because it's min- a micro How do you say it? Min- <laughs> what? Minutiae. Minutiae. Yeah. <laughs> you get right down to a... That word. That yeah. word. Yeah. It's like, where's the dictionary? Yeah, because it becomes so important at that level, like you say, to have everything exact. Yeah, because you're you, um, it's like, um, and you said you 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 will get a bit fluffy because your your carbs, your carbs are high. Your probably your fats are a bit lower. Yeah. Um, unless you're mine, it's crazy because even if you do your avocados, peanut butter, then you have your high carbs protein sources. Yeah, your seeds and it's, stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, <laughs> fats, protein, and a carb in one place. Yeah. And it, yeah, you have to have because. The volume of food is... Can I get you a major oils? And I do notice this with a lot of vegans who... Oh, yeah, what they have to... They can't take fish oil. No, can't take fish oil. And the problem is, so you've got to get into the the seeds and the linseeds and such like and Mm. soak them overnight and things like this, which is hard to sell. But I see a lot of vegans 
um, supplementing with things like biotin and stuff mm-hmm. because hair and skin. And I notice someone who's not supplementing properly who's a vegan because their hair will look dull, their skin. So even those little things, you've got to make sure you've covered all your bases. Yeah. And yeah. like omega oils, essential oils. Yeah. So you've got to make sure you're getting those. Mm-hmm. So your oil, your fats are probably should be taken up by your omegas because you know you can then focus on them and yeah. then you know sadly your proteins always going to come with a heavy carb with a heavy carb yeah. yeah yeah so i think you, you of course you can be successful but you you're going to have to be you're going to have to plan you're going like, to have to be very diligent yeah. and maybe work with a, a dietitian to make sure you're on point with everything it really requires major planning if you're if you're trying to really get body composition or competitive goals you just have to be honest with yourself and really work like work harder than I'd say meat eaters and focus on what you're putting in I would say if you are considering to switch into veganism and you can afford to do blood tests regularly to yeah. make sure you you are covering the B vitamins the lipid levels are good true this is if you can afford it also iron yeah iron is very important. it's a big one you, yeah. you want to be anemic um, so therefore you have to ramp up you know on the spinach and you know, some of the nuts and things to get make sure you get the iron up. Mm-hmm. But if you can, regular blood tests mm-hmm. every few months just to make sure you are healthy as you can be. Yeah, and they are expensive. I think they're about seven thousand yeah. yeah, shillings f- ago. For the full profile. But were yeah. very worth doing yeah. if you're gonna be serious. Okay, question number three. Strength versus hypertrophy. What are the major differences between the two and what should newbies focus on first? Um, yeah, um, I'll try simplified. I guess from uh, what I'd, I'd say is main two things are volume and I'd say rest in between sets. So with hypertrophy, you're definitely going to do more volume, which which is your reps. So hypertrophy is growing muscle. Yeah, that's yeah. for guys who are looking for aesthetics. You know, uh, growing sort of big muscle and bodybuilder style pretty much yeah and then strength training is less volume just lesser than hypertrophy and longer rests and um i would advise say if you're a newbie i would advise to start strength training first like you can focus on both and have blocks like um i'd say have maybe different blocks of training where you focus more on strength when you're starting so maybe two to three blocks of training where it's strength training and then one of hypertrophy and then just keep, you know, putting your, like, one month strength. Uh, have your strength cycles for two months, then a hypertrophy cycle for a month. Or, But I'd say, because I'm a big believer in uh, a, a strong muscle is a potentially big and growing muscle. So yeah. if you're a newbie, I'd suggest just, just go strong. And anyway, to grow also as a bodybuilder, you we somewhat need to lift heavy at some point, so well, we need to be strong. I massively agree with yeah. everything you just said, especially, I think, they're not mutually exclusive in the general gym environment. Yeah. I yeah. think, I I try to go as heavy as I can for the reps I want to, you know, yeah. keep that intensity, and I think sometimes people don't realise for hypertrophy, you need to push your muscle a little bit, and, you know, but I think if you are, and your goals are slightly different, if you want to be 
someone who's just growing and aesthetically looking good versus being a strength athlete. Yeah. There's a good thing I heard. It's, you know, being a strength athlete is moving from point A to point B in the easiest way possible, just yeah. shifting that weight. Being a bodybuilder or trying to grow muscle, you want to move from point A to point B in the hardest way possible, possible. <laughs> to, to force that muscle to grow. Nice. Yeah. So therefore, you, you know, your form's spot on, your... Yeah, you're contracting muscle instead of just moving the weight. Yeah, your intensity. Yeah, your intensity. <laughs> you know, one thing I see with now, for some reason, people in the gym, general people lifting weights on a bench press are trying to do the same thing as powerlifters. Mm-hmm. You know, wider grip, you know, pushing the toes behind the knees to get the leg drive. But all that's doing is shifting the weight from A to B, which is great if you're a powerlifter. And great if you are a strength athlete or you want to be. But if you want to grow your chest, you've got to put the pressure into your pectoral yep. muscle, yep. not into your legs. So therefore, it's again, deciding on your goal. If you just want to be strong, brilliant. Focus on the strength side of things. Become a strong man. Become a power lifter. Yeah, keep your volume training low. Yeah, you have to worry <laughs> about diet then either. Yep. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, yeah. I, I, for for women, I would say it it would be good to concentrate more on strength because mm. I think a lot of women, well, are scared to go heavy, and again, always stay in that sort of twenty rep range plus. So it's always good to do what your body is not used to if you want to elicit some change. So if you're always in that twenty plus rep range, you know, give strength training a try. You know, five, you know, five to six reps stick it out in there and I think it can be very empowering to to have a strength goal rather than a, an aesthetic goal and yeah. often a wonderful side product is aesthetics yeah. I agree and yeah I think also I think strength and hypertrophy are also one of the like principles that really go well together to be honest you can you can have both of them included in like a session where you start with your 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 set, or you can call them warm-up sets, focused on your hypertrophy. You know, you're doing your 10 to 15 reps and pyramid down as it gets heavier, up to six reps. Lift, get some strength in, and yeah, I, I find it, it just depends on your goals anyway. I think there's a very British thing at the moment, and it's empowered by Jordan Peters at JP, yeah. about because people are logbooking now, especially in the UK, and even doing sort of way, you are focusing a lot more on your strength because mm-hmm. you're trying to add poundage to the bar, adding a rep. So you're getting stronger. Yeah. And, you know, and I think that's great. I love folk looking at my logbook and see I'm getting stronger. Yep. If you want to gain, if you are getting stronger and you're eating enough, you will grow. You will grow. You will, yeah. Yeah. No, it's good to use a variety of rep ranges. Yes. I mean, my program at the moment is strength and hypertrophy. Yes, yeah, Starts out with strength, sort of, four sets of four to six reps then sort of towards the end gets into hypertrophy 12 to 15 they do work together yeah because mine is the same it just rotates i do like three three rotational cycles of uh hypertrophy and then one last one for strength well this is the thing i'm in a similar boat i actually start with pre-exhausters at the moment because where my strength is got quite high on some exercises 
to pre-exhaust, like delayed for my rack pulls, before the rack pulls. <laughs> you pre-exhausted yourself too I much. Did, I, did, too much. <laughs> I did some um, straight arm dual rope lap pull downs. Yeah. <laughs> and then I did my warm ups on the on the um, on the rack pulls. And it's funny when you're doing so you start off with twenties, twenty twenty, ten ten. But actually once you're over 120, 130, 140 kgs, I still a lot of weight getting shifted as a warm up. So yeah, when I came to my top set, I was absolutely knackered. Yeah, you were looking at the bar for a long time. I was going, yeah. I'm not moving today. Because <laughs> I saw you dropping weights and it's like, crap. Yeah. I think I warmed up too much. It was, but, um, <laughs> but here's the thing, you know, it's good to vary your rep range, but what you need to do is keep that intensity in. Because yeah. even if you're doing 20 reps, your last reps you still feel like, as I always say, your one rep max. Yeah. Yeah, so you're finishing and then you're dying. So yeah. the question was like advice to newbies. Well, no, what should newbies focus on first? Um, yeah, I'd say if I had a newbie come to me and um, they wanted, I would focus on strength. I would do like blocks. I would, with a lot more focus when we are starting on strength, pretty much. I would probably do like what we just said, a mix yeah. session, yeah. various yeah, ranges. Yeah. Um, it depends on their goal. Yeah, but if their goal yeah. is to look good, then don't train like a powerlifter. Yeah. Right? If you want to look good, train like a bodybuilder. But I would actually still start with getting stronger, log booking everything, and yeah. getting stronger mm-hmm. within those rep ranges. So even yeah. if it's a 12 rep yeah. range, be progressing still. Yeah. Good. Okay, question four. We're going to combine two questions here because they're on the same topic. So firstly, what are your views on intermittent? intermittent fasting mm. and with that um, someone is asking they've seen on the ed- internet that someone has been advocating for having the last meal at 3 p.m. and the first meal at 1 p.m. and in between only water <laughs> coffee no sugar and a green smoothie in the morning how sustainable or safe, safe is this so so basically she can only eat for two hours between yeah. 1 p.m. and 3 p.m. Basically, um, that is not safe nor we, sustainable. Yeah. But let, let's go back to intermittent fasting <laughs> yeah, we first. Did, we did talk about IF on the nutrition one, yeah? yeah? Yeah, so, but intermittent fasting, I think, has got some good health benefits. Yeah. But again, it depends on your goals. I think for weight loss, and if you want to be in a deficit, say, like me in prep, I often will intermittently fast up until... And I often go to the gym... Um, gym early and I haven't eaten but the fact is it's a case of um, you know knowing what your goal is if you are looking to gain then it's a intermittent fasting intermittent fasting is possibly not what you want to be doing because all that means you're going to have is massive meals and then it becomes a lot of hard work to get your meals down. I think for health benefits, there's a lot of health benefits to intermittent fasting, resting digestion. Uh, and for cutting, it's good because it means, you know, you, you have your meals in a closer proximity and you, you may not feel hungry because until you, once you broke fast, often people get their appetite, the grain inside it shoots up and everything else. So, Yeah, I'd agree with that. And I also think whatever fits into your lifestyle, what you can sustainably um, keep doing. Because I know f- for myself, 
I, I w- I'm, I'm not able to wait until <laughs> 12 p.m. 1 yeah, p.m. I would eat people, and yeah. I, I just wouldn't. I just can't. It's not for me. I like to eat in the morning. Yeah, because fasting has fasting has good health benefits, but I feel like it needs you to really know what you're doing, because if you're if you if if you're if you're trying to do an intermittent fast the time you're eating you're supposed to still sort of fuel sufficiently for the next day so i think yeah it's it's okay I, but uh personally yeah like andy said if you're trying to create a caloric deficit without having to think so much it's it's the best but if you're trying to grow it It'll be hard, yeah, because yeah, the volume of food you have to finish within what uh, six to eight hours, or this one is. Uh, but this one is, this one is this two three, hours. One p.m. to three. I've never heard of this. Have I you? have. Yeah. yeah, no, I think I have heard of it. This is there's, like the clock diet like, or something. But there's but like a two-hour window. Yeah, that sounds crazy. Like I've that, never heard of that. that, that with, small. With IF, there's sixteen-eight, and then there's which other one? Yeah. There's, there's different There's different windows, but I've, but I've never heard of a two-hour feeding window. Yeah. There's and that one you can fast the whole day, and then yeah. the next day you can eat. Because I think this will promote binging behavior. Well, yeah. That's um, the problem. I think your grayling levels, when you do finally, are going to be so high, you're going to mm-hmm. find it hard to be satiated. You are going to... To be fair, if you had one meal in that time... It's going to be a massive meal. It mm-hmm. might take you two hours to eat. Two to eat, yeah. Because imagine, I couldn't try and say, if I was at my uh, maintenance calories, say 2,700 to 3,000, uh, I would struggle to get that in into that window. Jeez. Because that's going to be a lot of food. Mm-hmm. It's going to be massive, massive. And it'd be really hard to get your, your macros on point there, I think. Yeah. And you want your protein spread out. And yeah. also hormone production. Yeah. You need you need food for you need fats to for mental clarity and sugars. Mm-hmm. Fats and fats and carbs for mental clarity. You're going to be foggy. You're going to be going through most of the day going oh, oh. <laughs> and then suddenly you're going to eat, and then you're going to be like it's going to be hard to stop eating. Yeah, and you're you exhausted have, after you've no, eaten that. Maybe if you had loads of vegetables, you'd feel full, yeah. but then it's going to be hard work. But so this, basically, that is not sustainable. Yeah, and I would one, never recommend anyone to do something that extreme. If this you one want just to do feels, IF, that's fine. But do yeah. it do it sensibly. Yeah, I like it. It feels yeah, like okay, a fad. It's that's a, bit, a fad. That's a sort of it's like one to three and then some green smoothie in the morning. Yeah, I mean, you'd probably do three or four days of it and then you'd... I, I'm but pretty sure you'd be... Because if you're having a green yeah, smoothie in the morning, I'm, it's yeah, not truly a fast yeah, because... It's, it's almost like a guess what... Whoever the internet guy is just unfollowing. Okay, have you had coffee? Yes, because I know people who do I have have a coffee in the morning yeah. as long as it's black. No, it's coffee, water, but this one is saying... Because you to digest it, but green yeah. juice... Green smoothie. It's going to be easier to digest because it's all only blended. But this but is a smoothie, not even a juice. Well, yeah, so... So it's probably got... Well... It's going to be easier to digest because yeah. it's already broken down to a certain extent... But also, the smoothie is going to at least have fibre, but it's not intermittent fasting. It's not a fasting. Mm-hmm. So it's not fast. So well, you're actually just wasting, you might as well have had the meal. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and I think guys forget, we, we sort of do fast anyway when you're sleeping. Yeah. So just get sleep. Unless mm-hmm. you get your good seven hours of sleep, and then when you wake up, maybe another three hours before you or eat. Just eat and when that's you're hungry. A, yeah, and that's a 10 hour fast if you're doing a good IF. Just. You don't have to think too much. Yeah, I, I, I agree like, with you. Sleep yeah. properly, yeah. and straight away you're to seven, eight hours of sleep. Yeah. That's already a. Sp- and if you haven't eaten an hour before bed, yeah. 
you sleep, so that's already nine, nine hours. hours. Yeah. You may not eat immediately on waking. You might do an hour, have some, like wow. I wake up, I probably don't eat within the first hour. I go drink some water. Yeah. yeah. Usually weigh myself and stuff because I'm cutting. But then by the time I get hungry, so you're looking at sort of a 10 hour window. 10, 12 yeah, hours. 10, 12 hours. Automatically. Yeah. That's a good, healthy, uh, non aggressive, easy, you didn't have to think too much, no, sort of say, fast. You, think. It's yeah. just like, you, know, you know your first meal's coming, you don't, you know. And then assuming you're on a good nutrition plan, you space your foods nicely throughout the day and you don't have to finish eating by 3 p.m. Don't do it. Okay, question five. Does a calorie deficit have to be less food or can I be training harder or longer? So this basically comes down to our energy balance. Yeah. Um, and I think when you're creating a calorie deficit you can do it two ways by eating less moving more but i think it's good to combine both so do a combination of eating less and then progressively add in moving more yeah that's i agree it. yeah i would probably i always like to move a bit more just so i can eat a bit more yeah, but yeah. the fact <laughs> is the easiest way to yep. be in a calorie deficit is, is to reduce the calories you're consuming it's the easiest way yeah it's less taxing on the body in some ways. Unless you're that good with your tracking, like like say Andy, and you know I'm going to walk this yeah. much longer so I can have a, you know another hundred grams of peanut butter. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> you, you yeah. <laughs> but you have to do a marathon to eat that much peanut it's like butter. I'll, I'll do a twenty-minute yeah. jog for that. But just keep it as simple as that. Yeah. You don't need to complicate it anymore. Nope. Yeah, it's just it's a basic energy balance thing. Yeah. yeah. Good. Okay. Question six. Advice for someone at 47% body fat, trying to bring it down, especially with diet and training. Gentlemen. Mm, I think it's, we've, we've just covered it. So same thing, uh, energy balance, so caloric deficit and increase your activity level. So it could be training, could be anything you enjoy doing. So walking more, we'll start with a simple one. So walking more, maybe if you enjoy swimming, running, um, in, just increase your activity levels, then you can also do extra by going to the gym. And that's a deficit right there. And then just watch what you eat, your nutrition. So just make sure you're in a negative energy balance, which is a deficit. And um, as you go along in between, have your diet breaks, you know, break from diet. Don't make it a diet lifestyle. You can't diet forever. So um, don't be in a rush. Just be consistent and patient i'd say with your energy balance you know and you can still enjoy your food schedule your cheap meals just because you're 47 percent uh fat and maybe you want to get lower it doesn't mean you need to do it in a day so yeah. just a bit of yeah, consistency patience your deficit and your diet and your activity levels I'd yeah say. to be fair for someone to say they're 47 percent body fat that's yeah, yeah a bit bit of a guesswork yeah but pretty much <laughs> you could like, be more or less i would be more worried if someone was truly 47 percent body fat more worried about health markers mm -hmm. i would go see a doctor i would go get blood tests but then start off with real simple things as leon said walking yeah. so start having an evening stroll start tracking your food don't do anything drastic remember you're just to bring your calories down find out what your maintenance calories are you can do that online then reduce it by 25%, initially, well, uh, 10% even. Yeah. Initially, I'd probably do 10%. Yeah. Yeah. 
arms start moving more. And then as your weight drops, adjust it again by another 10%. Increase maybe a bit more movement as you get a little bit lighter on your joints. Um, but yeah, I'm a firm believer a diet doesn't need to be sustainable. You just need to get... Because body fat, yeah. you just need to get some weight off. But that's easy, though, If as soon as you start tracking your food and start just going for an evening walk, your yeah, weight will come. But when you get to a healthy weight, get out of that diet mindset. Right? And this is what Leon's just saying. It's, you can't diet forever. The thing that needs to be sustainable is maintenance. You need to be know when, and even have breaks, because yeah. it's not good for your mental health. You start building food phobias almost you know sort of body you know food issues um because you know at the end of the day food is energy mm-hmm. it's not looking at it as bad and good what you do is you look into move more eat less and then when you and then have a break and just be on your maintenance calories for your new maintenance calories based on your new weight and then spend a month on those yeah and then just, start again and start again so you but you'll only get to where you want to go by starting to track what you're actually consuming. Now people reach 47% body fat, they say they're eating healthy, but then they don't include sauces being added, that extra butter, you know, <laughs> like on toast, then, you know, thick butter on toast, or like Leon's yeah, bagel with all the peanut butter. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing, you know, it's like Leon's lucky, he's yeah, in I'm good a, shape. I'm allowed. <laughs> yeah, he's in good shape, he's moving, he's down the gym. Now, yeah. when you're doing that, you know, people do that on the daily, I've seen it, I've seen it in my family, you know, as members of my and, family, yeah. do this all the time. They don't, they'll think they're eating healthy, but in fact, there's a lot of things in between. Yeah, yeah. And, and it all counts. It really does. Yeah, it does, it all counts up. So it's great to think about intuitive eating everything else, but I think you first need to understand what you are consuming by tracking. Yeah. And then as Leon said, you know, at 47%, I'll see a doctor, start tracking, and then just start moving. I probably yeah. had a blood test. Because you're probably insulin sense, uh, your insulin sensitivity is right down. Is mm-hmm. low? Low, yeah. low, low. And your lipid levels are high. Your hormone, your T3 could be all, you know, low. So you want know where your start point is. Do the things and then recheck your blood. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. And, you know, look at it, really look at it as something that's long term. This is going to be your your lifestyle now. So whatever you're doing try and enjoy it yeah true i think for that's a good point especially for mental health purposes mm-hmm. you Definitely. need to just think of it long term i'm uh, it probably didn't take you three months to get to 47 percent so yeah and don't i think don't be scared to get a therapist mm-hmm. for mental for mental health and it's always useful to have a coach or a, a nutritionist or a dietitian to help you because yeah. it is a confusing it can be a confusing true, journey. True, true. Don't cut out everything. Yeah. If you like the odd biscuit or the odd donut, factor it in. Once yeah. you're tracking, you can factor it in. It doesn't mean you eat a box of them. Yeah, mm-hmm. just, just have one. One or two. Occasionally, like, yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. a bit of chocolate. Occasionally, yeah. I like a square or two of chocolate. So I'll add it in and calculate the macros on it. And then just have, oh, yeah, lovely. T- yeah. Know, a bit of chocolate, that's, you know. Yeah. Good. Okay, number seven. This is a good one. How can weight training improve or enhance my sensuality and sexuality? Ooh, <laughs> well, uh, let, let me start on this one. <laughs> um, I, I'm going to take the, the woman's perspective yeah. here. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I think through weight training, 
I've said it many times, it's very empowering. So I think when you're feeling empowered and confident, you are going to be more confident in your sexuality. Also, building muscle creates wonderful shape. So I think you will feel very confident naked. (laughs) And looking at, maybe this is not directly to do with weight training, but for women working your pelvic floor is, well, it's very important and often neglected. And it's just appreciated. (laughs) So there we go. So ladies, work your pelvic floor. Your your other half will thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, And this can be done many ways. A lot of women have no kind of connection with their pelvic floor. I won't go into detail here on how to do it. Um, But Kegels are a great way to do it. Yeah, this could be another (laughs) podcast. Um, But it is. It can definitely improve. yeah, your time in the bedroom. Yeah. I just think also confidence overall. Like, yeah. Like anywhere you go, you know, um, you'll just feel more confident in business, in um, when you're doing your sports, when you're with your friends. I think it, it instills a certain kind of confidence and uh, like mental strength that, you know, it's... And then a lot of people look up to, you know, guys who are healthy, who look good, and because most people know the discipline and the work that goes into it. So I think for personally, it makes you feel good. And also when guys see you, I think it, it can be an inspiration for others who are trying to sort of do the same and um, work towards their goals the same way as you. Yeah. I think, yeah, it goes back to that confidence. Confidence yeah. is sexy, regardless. I think... Yeah, you guys have pretty much covered it. You know, some good hormone things, some being healthy. Yes, you know, yes. You know, generally, you know, mental health improves when you're, you know, being healthy. If you're looking after, you know, focusing and making sure you're looking after your mental health. Um, and I think some guys take it too far the extreme. They actually think they're, they're sexier than they are. You know, guys have to realise, actually... Past a certain oh, point, women stop funny. stop finding it's, it sexy, it's true. especially if you can't keep your eyes off yourself it comes, in the mirror. It comes creepy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, here's the thing: like, you know, there's a fine line between confidence and arrogance, mm-hmm. and you've got to know where that line is. I think, you know, it's great as a guy being confident, but once you start coming across as arrogant because you think you go to the gym a little bit, yeah, you know. won't get any. Mm-hmm. You know, women will be turned off by yeah. it. So I think it's about knowing where that line is between you know being some sort of headstrong raging bull and actually a guy who's a decent guy who looks after himself yeah 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 Yeah, you need to inspire people not um not do the opposite you don't want people running away from you because you're a douche (laughs) yeah i know i i I think men in the gym take more selfies than women what i have seen yeah, less, less booty shots. Uh, you know, <laughs> Bodybuilders don't count. It, it's, yeah. I, it's, it's the one, I love it so much. I'm just, I'm sort of sneak peeking at them and they look around, make sure no one's looking and they do a quick shirt lift, quick little ab check. Uh, that one is too funny. It's the other thing though, like even you know, for women, I think it's about getting out of your own head, like in the bedroom situation. You know, a guy... Once you're all naked, I don't think there's any judgment at that point. You are just, you know, it becomes almost primal. Instead. Yeah, yeah. You know, no one's worried about how you look. You know, the person worries most about how you look is yourself. Yeah. And it goes to both yeah. men and women. And I think, you know, when you are happy in your body, 
you can actually be more present in the moment without having to worry about your hang-ups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, agreed. Okay, question number eight. How would you deal with gym anxiety preventing you starting on your fitness journey? And I think we've all had this. I think everyone has this. when you, to last yeah. yeah, when you start out. Uh, yeah, when I, I started out, luckily I got, uh, like I said, my first training partner was, he was a regular in the gym, so big guy. So I was scared of the gym and first time I went to the gym, I think I, I went when there was no one. There was like one guy, so I just went, checked out the gym. Um, let's see what you have in the gym. What do you do? What can I do? I had my workout from Flex Magazine and uh, after that, didn't train, just left and said, I'll be back. Then I told, you know, my first training partner, I went to look for him and he took me to the gym and it felt easier. So I had someone who knew what they were doing. And like we said, he was confident, you know, he was, he could push weight and I liked the confidence he had. And I guess that made me feel at ease. So in a way I was lucky I had someone to like hold my hand and help me get rid of the anxiety to a point I was able to go to the gym alone. And yeah, for me, I'd say if you can, just get someone to hold your hand, so to speak, and go with them to the gym. And um, yeah, or look for times when there are less people and, you know, start slowly and just work up to it. Because uh, from experience, those two helped me. I'd, I'd either go when there were less people if my gym partner wasn't around and also, when he was around, he'd be like, yeah, let's go. Don't worry. No one is going to steal weights from us or whatever because he was a big guy. And, you know, there's that respect that comes from a guy with big biceps and quads <laughs> in the gym. Yeah. So, yeah, for me, I had someone and yeah. I was that lucky. I mean, I agree. Go get a training partner or a coach yeah. because your confidence builds as you go. So you've got to get into the gym and start building that confidence. And also, yeah, choose off-peak times. I think guys and girls both get this issue. Yeah. For guys, it's like, well, I'm not big enough yet. To uh -huh. be down in that weights, the dumbbell area with the guys. Big hoodie. You know, so, but that's the most important area. So, and I think that's why you find a lot of women on random bits of equipment in corners and on the cardio. Mm -hmm. And same with some guys, you know. Uh, but the fact is, if you can choose an off-peak time where the weight floors emptier and then just once you know you're getting stronger confidence will pick up it's, yeah. you know, it's a case of getting there and having a trainer is always useful because at least then you know you're doing it right because I think a lot of people get in their head about well I'm not sure how to do the exercise and I don't want to look stupid in front of people Yeah. and yeah I also think it's, it's in your head because in most gyms well most gyms I've gone to guys are really helpful yeah. like if you ask someone they will help you it's it's just a thing, you know, you see guys in headphones, guys are sweating, everyone is busy and you assume this is just like a no-go zone. But I think, I think gyms are one of the few places in the world where guys are really helpful. It feels like a new family and if you ask anyone anything, I'm sure there's a lot of people who will be able to show you and just, just ease you into the gym slowly. Yeah, for me what helped me the most was having a plan having a workout to follow when I went in the gym. I know some people who make it up on the spot, but when I knew what I was doing for that session, I could go in and just 
put my head down, not worry about other people, and just get into it. And like Andy said, once you get more confident there, it becomes easier and easier. And yeah, like Leon said, people are friendly because I'm sh you will inevitably at some point run into someone who's using the same piece of equipment that you want to use. And it's acceptable gym etiquette that you share. You have your towel, so you don't have to share your sweat. Mm -hmm. um, but, and people should share, it's easy. Yeah. Yeah, gym. I think gym people are very nice. Don't don't be scared of anyone in the gym. I think yeah. everyone is helpful. From the coaches, most gyms that I know, guys are. It's just a it's a nice positive space. So I'm sure the anxiety is all in your head. So just when you go to the gym, think of it like you know anyone. Every, everyone who's here is working towards something. They were once there, and you. You'll get over it. That's slowly. the thing. Everyone yeah. started. Yeah. Yep. We were all Everyone's at that been point. in your position. And I think you know, people see me at the gym and I've got a terrible resting bitch face. I just look angry <laughs> the whole time I'm training. But I'm actually really nice. Yeah. Um, the only time I get annoyed is when people don't share equipment. Yeah. It's like you yep. get trains going, oh, I'm using that. Well, you're not. No one's on it. Yeah. <laughs> can I just use it for a set? You know? Yeah. So don't worry. Share. Just don't worry about asking if you can set in. You know, and if you, someone's more experienced, don't worry about moving the weight up. Because I don't mind. I'll move my weights around for people. If someone gets on stronger than me, you know, great for them. If they're weaker than me, I'll, I'll adjust it. Yeah. Because we've all got to start somewhere. Yeah. And if you need pointers, just ask. Just wait until someone's resting, though. Don't yeah. ask <laughs> mid, 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 mid lift. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> Question nine. You guys are going to like this one. The best way to train carbs. Oh, jeez. I wish I knew. Yeah. <laughs> I do know. The Holy Grail. The best calves, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, apart from uh, genetics, I think it's <laughs> it's just one of the muscles that need a lot of intensity, man. It's some for some people genetically blessed. It's they Easy. don't even need to train it, and I think it's, it's if there's one muscle that I, I don't even think making a vegan diet has ever disturbed my head more than calf training, man. <laughs> like I, I I hate making vegan diets. But calf training, oh, it's, I'm, I'm still looking for the, the secret myself. Well, what I've heard is that, you, you, again, like we've been saying, is you yeah. need to mix rep ranges. Oh, I've done all that. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, I just have great calves, so I don't have to worry about yeah, this. Yeah, don't no, listen to it. But I think <laughs> you do need to train them heavy as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Big, um, yes. And I think what a lot of people don't do is get into that full stretch. Yeah, true, um, true, true. Well, yeah, I was going to say the depth, you need about plantar flexion, dorsal yeah. flexion. You need both. Yeah. Because too many people just do one or the other. Yeah. Bad range of motion, pretty Bad much. Bad range of motion. Uh, like, just bounce and, yeah. and not really using so it's the your Achilles. Yeah. Because so far, like what I'm, I'm doing that is working is more like the like Arnold Schwarzenegger intensity because he had pathetic calves. Then he started training with Reg Park, and it's, yeah. it's just simple, high-intensity, high reps. That's the thing. Three, four times a week. I just, always think calves need volume. They do. Because they walk around with your body weight all day, all day. long. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the best people with the best calves, some of the guys who've never stepped foot in the gym are just heavy guys yeah. walking around <laughs> on their calves all day, nice and slowly, steady. <laughs> their calves grow. Now, you know, their body weight's high, so that just shows you you need to add weight. And then a lot of volume. Mm -hmm. And I think and slow the, the rep range down so you're not bouncing. And, and prioritise it. Because I think a lot of people do it at the end. When you're tired, yeah, yeah. you're like, ah, just do two sets. 
I, I know Leon always does it at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, I, I had to it. change. And uh, I've seen a big difference. Even now, to be honest, how I used to walk. Because um, I'd say when I used to walk, it's just... Like you almost just flop. Yeah, now yeah, now I use my whole foot, finish with the toes and yeah. bring it back down to the heel and um I guess little just little things like if this year the calves don't grow I'll quit working them out. So <laughs> thing, I think there is a genetic component to oh, calves. Big time. Um the shape of your calves. Mm-hmm. So if you're like me and got long calves who you grow out behind and don't don't flare out. And I've got big calves, but yeah. they don't they don't look big because yeah. they don't grow out. Um, they don't grow wide, they grow deep. But one thing I've learned is it just means I've got to make my calves even bigger. So even if you've got poor calves genetically, don't stop prioritizing yeah, yeah. them. You know, just keep growing them. And, mm-hmm. and you've got to eat. It's like any muscle. Mm-hmm. You will only grow calves in a calorie surplus. Yeah, same way, just like any other muscle. The same way you focus on growing your chest, back, legs, yeah, like quads, and it's the same way your calves grow. So we'll, we'll let you know at the end of this year if yeah, uh, Andy yeah, and Leon yeah. uh, successfully grow their calves. I'm, I'm in cutting. No, they can't eat for me. They'll be yeah. releasing their if I release uh, calf a, secret yeah, book Yeah, if I release a calf e-book, just know calf things, are, things are good. Things we'll are do good. like a boot camp on calves. Yeah, forget the booties. Yeah. Let's go to calves. It'll be an expensive boot camp if I find what works. Yeah, exactly. Because there's a lot of guys who want that. Okay, question number 10. This is very, very common, so we have to answer it. If I want to lose belly fat, are core workouts necessary or just weight training can do? Mm. So, very basically, you cannot spot reduce fat. You have to be in a calorie deficit to lose overall body fat. Yeah, and um, I think by core workouts, they also mean abs because squats, overhead presses... Yeah, I think um, they mean that. Yeah, it's they're all core workouts. So, which, yeah, if you're in a deficit and working your full body, you will eventually see your abs. Yeah. That's the thing. Is, you know, abs are more to do with body fat. Yeah. It's good. Having a strong core is more about general day-to-day health. Yeah. But you can have a strong core and still have a lot of belly fat. Because they're not yep. belly yeah, look fat. Look at uh, strongmen and powerlifters. Yeah. What's mm-hmm. And you, you know, sometimes it's almost the opposite, where you can still see the abs, but it's distended because yeah. there's a lot of other things going on. Um, you know, belly fat is the same as any fat. You know, and it can be genetic and hormonal and where you deposit where you your fat courses. Yeah. But yeah, it's the same with you know you can't if we could. For, you know, oh, spot geez. fat loss. Would be oh. Brilliant! I tell you what, I would spend all year with abs. Yeah, that would be amazing because I just just all along with that. Especially if you just did crunches yeah. and yeah, could lose belly fat. Yeah, that's only crunches in my life. Be winning shows by yeah. now, like yeah. crazy. So no, no amount of ab workouts are gonna yeah. let you see your abs. It's, it's all down to losing overall yeah, body you fat. Get down to sort of is that, that um, does that saying they say mm-hmm. abs are made in the kitchen? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you um, need, you need get that nutrition, 15%, man. 15% yeah. body fat and below. 15% maybe just start seeing your abs. Get to, Once you're at sort of at 12 and below, you've got a good set of abs there. Yeah. 12 to 10% is, yeah. For women, it's like 18? Yeah, I was going to say 18. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. about yeah. 18. Yeah, you don't need to see an eight-pack on a woman. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and then, uh, and then again, abs are just like any muscle, like yeah. the carbs. If you want them to grow, you've got to train them. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. What I would concentrate first is, is being in a calorie deficit. 
then when you're lean enough, you start seeing them. And I mean, you can change your shape by working the abs because, yeah. you know, like any muscle, you can be in a calorie surplus to train it. But if you are at some point bulking, keep training your abs even if you can't see them because when you do finally cut, you may have made the shape more pleasing because yeah. you're a little bit bigger. Yeah. Okay, question 11. What one piece of gym equipment could you not live without? We had a little mm. bit of an argument. Calf this raise. One over. Yeah. Calf <laughs> raise. <laughs> <laughs> Just have one in your bedroom. Yeah. So, okay. Um, hmm. So gym equipment. Let's uh, let's do well, one machine. Okay. We'll one free weight. Yeah, free weight and one. One selected machine. Yeah. Okay. Pin selected machine. Okay. Yeah. That that's easier. All right, go first. Yeah, that is easier. So, um, a squat rack. Definitely, because you can do your squats, deadlifts, bench press, pretty much everything with a squat rack. Uh, for a machine, I would have a some kind of cable machine, so you can do all your sort of. Pulling which back. cable machine? You're that multi-purpose one. Yeah, you're cheating. Yeah, I mean, like, it has oh. to be a muscular, which no, is a lat like pull down, yeah, tricep. Crossover cables. <laughs> yeah. With an adjusted one. Yeah. 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 I'd have a kettlebell then. I love kettlebells. They're very so, versatile. But you've got a squat rack with now on the weights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm assuming it's coming with the weights. Yeah, okay, yeah. Squat rack comes with the weights. Give it. You, Andy? Um, the dog, the dog. Sorry, his dog yeah, is he's chewing uh, his paw and squeaking. I don't Sorry. know. Um, me, I would go with also probably uh, a power rack of some. So you could do rack pulls, mm-hmm. squats. Um, in an ideal world, it would have the um, dip... Dip attachment, attachment when you slide okay, it in. Okay, we'll give because that I one think actually you. dips are, are underrated exercise. It's like a squat for the upper body. You know, it's um you can you know by adjusting your elbow position you can adjust where it hits. So yeah. I think a squat uh, a dipping stations essential as well. So if you can get that in the squat that perfect. <laughs> with the weights. And then I would have a cable crossover machine. Um and then I wouldn't worry too much about free weights, I'd barbell curl. If I've got a squat rack, I'd be barbell curling on there. Mm. Um, but any other machine, probably... I'm going to change my um, So like, if I had to choose... Select, I've got a squat rack, so I don't need that. Maybe some sort of... I don't know. Yeah, so I'd probably just do those two things. Squat rack, all the attachments, and a cable crossover machine. And then I've covered pretty much everything. Yeah. I think I'll go for dumbbells first. Mm. Mm. Dumbbells and then uh, which other machine? Let's see. Dumbbells and then a multi, like a multi-purpose leg extension. That changes into a what hamstring curl. curl. You have a hamstring then. leg extender. That's a good one because yeah. you get the Atlantis yeah. one that changes into both. Yeah, or like the Arsenal strength one. Yeah, Arsenal strength with, with uh, everything on it. But you can't. Yeah. Arsenal strength is just far yeah, too expensive. Yeah, expensive. <laughs> but honestly, I'll do like if a, we pull together, we yeah, can get exactly. that one. No, I'd do dumbbells. I'd get a landmine station. Yeah, that's a good one. And uh, yeah, and maybe I think up. You don't want a squat rack. 
Yeah, I have the landmine and I have dumbbells. You can Bulgarian. That's why. And then I'm thinking last, last machine. Um, like a. Wow, this was harder than I thought. Thing between cables. No, but I have bands. So <laughs> dumbbells, landmine, and um, a Smith machine. Well, yes, see, I always think okay. if you need to do a home gym and you could only get one piece of equipment, yeah. you're probably better off getting a Smith machine because you're doing it at home. You won't yeah. have other people there to watch you yeah. just in case you get injured. True. And it, it's sad some people hate on the Smith machine. I think yeah. it's good for... I would, yeah. For safety, for yeah. I mm-hmm. think if you're at, you could do most things like that, normally has even a chin-up bar attached. I would, if I was having a home gym and money was tight, yeah, you just I get would a have Smith. a Smith machine yeah. for most of it and a good bench and maybe some good... Because if you have a bench, a Smith machine, um, a few dumbbells, yeah, because yeah, you could you you have everything. With a Smith machine, you don't then have to worry about having a spotter. You yeah. put your safeties in place. Range the range of motions kind of fixed, yeah. and so you, you won't be wobbling all over the show. And you can do all your compound movements. Yeah. Okay. So anyone listening who's getting a home gym, go with a Smith machine. Yeah, don't listen to the haters. <laughs> okay, question twelve. This will be our last question. How does your diet change between off-season and prep? Gentlemen. Andy's on prep. Yeah, mine doesn't. I just reduce (laughs) the amount. So I eat the same food pretty much. So pretty much my day goes a bit like this. Wake up, drink my water. Then walk around, go to the toilet, weigh myself. Always that thing. Then, Then I'll have my protein porridge with fruit. And during off season, I'll add something like cocoa pops to that to add the carbs yeah, yeah, yeah. right then okay. for lunch i tend to always have a lean meat usually goat or, or fish as i get right into prep just to vary it um with air fried potatoes or rice i had spaghetti the other day because i couldn't be bothered to cook rice yeah, and so i'd run out of potatoes so it's okay you know it takes no time to cook um so i'll have that for lunch and then i'll have the same for dinner usually and then i tend to train most days gym in the evening and i will then have another protein porridge or add the oats to a shake mm-hmm. either or um depending on timing because i want to have consumer food plenty of time before bed so i'm not you know so i wake up it's digested everything else so i tend to i'd have a porridge again with a bit through especially cherries because they help sleep um and a bit of protein or I will then add it to a smoothie, either or. But I'd, and all that happens is when it comes to uh, off season, I'll increase the quantities of food. I might, as I said, add cocoa pops to things and easy digested carbs, just purely to have the carbs up because my carbs then go high. Uh, more meat, more vegetables, well, more potatoes. Vegetables I always have a lot of regardless, but they will go up a little bit. Uh, but I'm just often a bit more relaxed on off-seasons in. I know I can go out and eat dinner, yeah. but I will still plan my day around that meal. So I know where I'm going. I roughly have an idea of what I'm going to eat. I will add that to my tracker and go, right, so that's those calories and macros taken. What do I need to add in? Yeah, same. I'd say, yeah, just the mindset. You get more relaxed in off-season as compared to when you're training. And I like to have... Uh, during my off-season bulk, I'd 
maybe a weekly cheat meal and I just call it a sanity meal just to you know to keep me sane so to speak and then yeah same stuff rice sweet potatoes uh, oats and white or red potatoes and just uh, during prep they lower macros during um, uh, off season they're higher and then yeah my protein my protein is always sort of high depending on my weight but same uh, steak it's usually mince chicken whey protein maybe maybe fish once a year maybe on holiday at the beach or something once a year okay <laughs> yeah right, so. yeah like fish I, I think during prep I have a bit of fish that I don't want to see fish in the off season yeah so yeah I think it's it's mostly the the amounts and the mindset change because during yeah. during my off season I like doing my line of chalk my four three squares of chocolate uh, yeah. that won't really bother me um, I'll have I'm trying to eat more veggies, so I don't track veggies, so I just... Because yeah, so I... Yeah, my enough. veggies are... I track them purely to make sure I'm getting enough. Yeah, during prep. Yeah, at least They've during prep. they all the time mm-hmm. for me, but I yeah. know you don't. But then you're just throwing it on the plate. So yeah, because okay. I don't think I eat enough veggies, so I'm just trying to at least have a good one, two servings every meal. Mm. And really, the foods don't change. It's really the same foods during prep or the same foods during... Um, off season, just more stricter with the amounts, yeah, yeah. but there's no there's no there's yeah. no wiggle room in prep. Once you get down to yeah. the, the you know the last eight weeks, say you can't afford to make a mistake. Yeah. Unlike in the off season, you can afford to have yeah. that extra bit of carb or fat. You know, you can have an ice cream here or a chocolate. But once you get into prep, because yeah. you then become goal focused, or you should be goal focused. Yeah. You don't want to leave things to chance. Yeah, and then off season is it's a time to sort of experiment and just yeah. try out, see if they're new, maybe carb sources you might like, or we'll make your volume of foods maybe lower. So yeah, yeah. we were discussing this before the podcast yeah. about seeing what works. And off season's perfect time. See what works best for you between a higher fat diet or higher high carb, carb diet, yeah. or and try and find a sweet spot. And you yeah. can do that in the off season. Yeah. Yep, agreed. Well, that's all we have time for today. There, there, are, there are some other really great questions, so we'll, we'll definitely answer them in future episodes. One of them, which we all really liked, and we want to make it into an entire episode, yeah. is what important thing can gym bunnies do to help the environment? And there's, there's just too much to, to talk about yeah, there, so yeah. we, we're going to save that one. Yeah, that requires a whole episode. Yeah, and I think it'd be a great episode, to be yeah. fair. Yeah. So... Thank you so much for sending in those questions. And yeah, keep keep sending yeah. them in because we'll definitely do another Q&A. Yeah, and then we'll just try and answer as many as we can even after all the episodes we're doing. You know, we try to tackle a question at the end. So yeah. keep them coming. And yeah, don't forget to like, share and review, especially yeah. on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe, review. Yeah, it really helps. All that good stuff. Yeah. Yes. Uh, we appreciate all of the shares, all of the likes, all of the reviews, uh, all the listens. Yeah. So thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. <laughs>